Freddie Treeman has entered the building. <laughs> Freddie Treeman, our MV tree for the 2021 holiday season, has arrived. We picked him up yesterday, strapped him to the roof of the car. It's our best tree ever, I think. It's uh, a really gorgeous tree. And I don't know if you knew this. Like, I know that. So I'm a Fraser fur purist. And if you don't know, like, Christmas trees, there's a not a brand, but like a type of tree called a Fraser fir that are very common in the South. I have never not gotten a Fraser fir before in my life. I am a purist until and, this year. And, and yeah, and now we're, now we have a noble fir and here's where, here's how I broke that barrier down. I said to Callie, why are you so focused on Fraser furs? And she said, because they are the most Fragrant. Fragrant. They have the best smell of all the trees. And I said, how do you know? And she says, I'm not sure. I just heard that years ago and I have never no, my, wavered. No, I think my dad told me that when I was a kid. And I never wavered from it. So I threw a Google on it and Fraser Fur was like on the top five list uh, or top 10 list it came in at like number seven. Now- only one or two other trees available at the places we are going were in the top 10. But I think that's just one of those. Remember, we talked about this a long time ago on the show. One of those things where you just you get set in your ways for. Because that's just it's one of those that's just the way it is things. Yeah, I think when I was a little kid, I'm sure I was asking my dad like five million questions or something when I was very little and I'm like, why do we get this kind? He's like, because it smells the best. And then it, like my whole life, I'm like, Fraser fur, that's the one. Right. Because my dad like just randomly said that. So this year we went with a noble fur. And not only would I say it's our best Christmas tree, I'll say I think this is the best Christmas tree I have ever owned. Oh, it absolutely is mine. It doesn't look real. It doesn't. It is so pretty. It is almost I'm not going to say perfectly symmetrical, but it's pretty symmetrical. Right. It's a great tree and it smells fantastic. The trick, by the way, to find out about um, how a tree smells, the guy at the tree lot told us, I never knew this, is you break off a pinch of needles and you break them in half and smell them. I never thought to do that. Like a little branch. Yeah. You yeah. break the branch and then. No, you break the needles. I didn't break the needles of the ones I was smelling. I was breaking the branch. Oh, he told us to break the needles. That's what I was making you sniff. Oh, okay. You know what I should have done knowing that information? I Because we brought the tree through our house and there were needles everywhere. I shouldn't have vacuumed them up. I should have swept them up and put them in a vase. Oh, to so like, they would like smell up our house. Have them be more effervescent. Because you know that's like one of my top favorite smells. Like I love a, a fire pit smell with real wood that is like, you know, mm -hmm. like I love burning wood. I love the Christmas tree smell. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Now, I will say there were two decently fit gentlemen putting the tree on top of our car. And I said to Jeff, hey, I think you should call our friend Paul, who lives like walking distance from our house. I think you should call Paul and have him help you get the tree off. And Jeff says to me, 
oh, I don't need help getting the tree off the car because it's a really thick stump, which makes it really heavy. Like it's very bulky. And he he's like, I have gravity. Don't worry about it. And I'm like. Getting it off the car isn't the problem. The problem is getting it up the stairs because our garage is the bottom level of the house where the car is. And the living room is where the tree's going. This is like the equivalent of men not asking for directions. Like 100%. 100%. I, the guy lives right down the street. He would have come over in two seconds. Paul I, would have helped you out and it would have been done faster. It could not have happened any faster. And you would not have hurt your back. It would. We don't know the extent of the back injury for another 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But I, first of all, I did a great job getting it off the car. It wasn't as heavy. The reason I realize now that they needed two of them to carry it is because it's so dense. Mm-hmm. Once it's wrapped up in the net, it was actually no problem. It was shockingly not heavy. And the stand, if you're wondering about my stand, my Tree Genie double XL 500 thing, or whatever, whatever yeah. it is, uh, it works outstanding. But it appears that I, it's seen, I can't, I won't be able to tell until I take the tree out, but it looks like part of the plastic at the top cracked. No, it didn't crack. It fell off. Did it? Can you yeah, see? Yeah, it's broken. Can you see it broken? I saw it. Yeah, because you were holding the tree up and I was closer to the bot. Like, yeah, you broke the magic tree thing. And that's a bummer because that thing isn't cheap. So I might I might have to email the company. That was an investment piece. And you threw away the box because you were so confident about it. But it was so easy to put the tree in and then lock it into place. And it feels very sturdy. So highly recommend that tree stand um, and highly recommend getting a tree named Freddie Freeman. He's awesome. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for friendly people because everybody at the Christmas tree lot was so nice. So friendly. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for goats. (laughs) We have seen more goats toting our kid around. Like, we've intentionally sought them out. There's not just goats, but... I just feel like since we've had a kid, I've seen more goats than I know what to do with, but I'm really grateful for them because they're so like tame and they just sit there and then Ellie gets to, they're like not aggressive to, you know. Well, one tried to eat her finger. Oh yeah. One tried to eat her finger, but I don't think she cared. Yeah. I don't think it munched with its teeth. I think it was more of a, Hey, are you a a snack? Yeah. Are you, is that an apple slice or a thumb? Um, and we did have. The other day, a traumatic goat experience because neither Callie nor I are farm kids. Like we don't, we don't do livestock. We don't do farm stuff. So we saw some goats being relocated from wherever they were hanging out before to this like petting zoo area of the Christmas tree farm we went to over the weekend. And they transported the goats 
in look like I think it was like an old pickup truck. Yeah, like the back of a flatbed. But the truck. way the way they took the goats off the truck was a man there's a man at either end of the goat and one man grabbed the goat's two front legs and one man grabbed the goat's two back legs and they walked down this ramp that they, they had put turned up it upside down. Yeah, and they carried it and it didn't it did not look like a goat that was doing well. No, I, I I was really upset. I was like, oh my God, Jeff, I can't even look at this. And Jeff's like, it's fine there. You know, they're just taking it and they're putting it like in the little pin thing. And I was like, I can't handle it. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I couldn't watch them do it. I had to wait until the goats were okay. The first time I said that, the first time I'm like, oh, it's fine. That's just how they move goats. That was total BS. I just didn't want you to be traumatized. I, I am traumatized. I assumed it was an injured or dead goat. But it wasn't. They carried it in and then they they set it down very gently in the hay of like the petting zoo area. And then the goat flipped itself over, looked at the dudes like, what was that, bro? And then just went about its goat day. Um, yeah, I actually am traumatized by that. I, I know. No, I did not like that. For some reason, I thought goats were dog like. Like, I think they were. I thought they would just open the tailgate of the pickup truck. I thought they were, too. And I thought they were like not lazy is not the wrong word, but like. More docile? Yeah. Yeah. I figured they would just be like, like if you held out an apple, they'd be like, oh, we're going on the truck now. Yeah. And just follow the apple. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, I would like to give, if you are going Christmas tree shopping this weekend, I would like to give you a, a pointer, especially if you're not great at negotiation. Because we ended up getting our tree from one of those pop-up Christmas tree lots and you can negotiate those prices, which is something that never occurred to me. Did you know that? No idea. I'm not sure that it's meant to be negotiated. I just think that we stumbled in ourselves into like a weird situation. Of course, I, everything can be negotiated. I just don't think that like a Pike's nursery has as much wiggle. Like you can negotiate anything. Like a negotiation is mm-hmm. just saying, oh, it's a hundred bucks. Will you take 85? And you know, like that's a negotiation. Pike, makes me sweat. I know. I'm not good at, like, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. So, so I had no idea that those pop-up Christmas tree lots would negotiate until 24, 48 hours ago. And here's how I found out. We're walking around, looking at the trees. The guy was so friendly, so helpful. I think it was his lot. He says, uh, hey, I just put these out, and one of them happened to be the tree that we ended up buying. And and I said, okay, how much is this one, and how much is this? We, you know, we narrowed it down to like two or three. And I said, this is the one we really want, and it happened to be, of the three that we pointed out, it happened to be the most expensive. And he said how much it was. And I was like, okay. And it was more than I wanted to spend on a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's more than we both wanted to spend on a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. But this is also our third stop. It's the most perfect tree that we've ever seen. So in my mind, when he said the price, I was bummed. But I was bummed at, that it was more than I wanted to spend. But I was going to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, thanks. And then I went to find you and you had like kind of wandered off. And I remembered that my debit card had just come in the mail 
and I had to call the phone number that was on the sticker. You hadn't activated it yet. On the front of the card in order to, to use it. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to do that. I meant to do it earlier. I got to do that. So I'm kind of aimlessly wandering around the Christmas tree lot, calling the sticker on the front of my credit card to type in all the information to activate it so I could actually buy the Christmas tree. The dude, I think, thought that I was stressing about the price of the tree. So he comes up to me. I think he came up to you, actually, because I was busy. And he said, hey, if it helps you out at all, I can knock 30 bucks off the price. Which was so nice. Which was awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. I'm like a big fan of this guy. I'm a big fan of the tree lot and I'm a fan of the trees. I was shocked that he did that. And I didn't know what you were doing either. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh. And you're well, I actually got worried for a different reason because you said, okay, I got to call the bank. And when you said that, I'm like. I got to get a loan. That's how much our Christmas tree costs. I got to get a loan. I'm like. Okay, we have other things to talk about, <laughs> um, right. but I didn't know what you were doing when you said, like, call the bank. So, but yeah, that kind of worked out nicely. That was super nice of him to do, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'll pay it forward to someone else. That was nice. Yeah, so we ended up buying the tree, brought it home. Uh, Freddie Treeman is in the house, and when you are shopping for your tree at one of those lots, know that you can negotiate, and if you're not comfortable negotiating, just make it like you're calling your bank or something. You know what's coming up? And that is all of the stories that we hear every holiday season about people that find snakes in their trees. And I will have you know, I do not do snakes. I don't do them. I will see a spider. Okay. Um, I don't like roaches, but I'll deal with it. Um, snakes are a, I will burn this house down <laughs> and walk out the front door and literally never come back situation. And every year around this time, all the local news stations are like, oh, yeah, a couple in wherever found a snake living in their tree. And I'm here to say absolutely not. Not in my house. Callie so, inspected our tree yesterday with a flashlight. I'm going to do it again. It was too. Yeah. No, I'm doing it again. Can't you just spray something like maybe there's something that snakes don't like, like vinegar or something? Yeah, just and then where would it go? I would rather have it living in the tree and throw the tree over our balcony. This like is if the we have like a porch. I don't care. There's a snake on it. The tree can live outside. What I don't want <sighs> is us being is us being like, hey, um, we're gonna spray this snake repellent on our tree, and then it goes and lives on our couch. You know what I just thought of? What? I bet that guy discounted the tree because it was a snake tree. Why are you I trying bet, to freak me out? I bet there was a snake nest in that tree. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to cut 30 bucks off this price. Get it away from the other trees before the snakes move into the other trees. No, here's what's going to happen. Cause I'm going to flip this around a little bit. I did see a story a year or two ago about an owl that came with a tree. Yeah, I saw that. I will happily call the wildlife rescue people to come into our home and remove an owl. Um, Can but you imagine if we woke up in the middle of the night to, ooh, ooh, and our dogs losing their mind? And then you come downstairs and you see your two giant eyes blink. I don't blink. think our tree or the owl would survive Lily trying no. to climb our Christmas tree. Um, another, um, pointer, and I'm kind of doing this because I have a streak going of being Grinchy this week. So this is a, also a little bit of a Grinchy story, but there's a warning associated with it. 
I saw this in the news yesterday. Um, it's it's from fairly close to where we live, Callie. It's in Helen, Georgia. So if somebody is listening, not from the North Georgia area, what is Helen? Helen is a place that looks like is does it everything is like a chalet. It's, it's like, like a Swiss Alp town in, in the North- middle of North Georgia. Yeah. And it's really weird. It's pretty cute, but it's definitely like odd. Like it doesn't, I don't know the history, but it doesn't make a whole it's not obvious as to why everything suddenly turns into a Swiss Alp town. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but they they do a big Oktoberfest celebration every yeah. year. Um, the river's up there, so people go up there and do camping and do Have stuff you been in there? the river. Like twice. Okay. Not a big fan of it. I don't know I, why. I went once in high school, and I remember <laughs> it was the first weekend I could legally drive with my friends because in Georgia, I don't know what the rule is now, but – you couldn't have any passengers and for six months. You, and you chose Helen? No, my so my friend Jenna, her like aunt and uncle had a house up there. Okay. Or something like a river house or something. Um, I know it's on water, but it doesn't seem like there would be lakes around there. But um, so we went up there. That was like our first weekend of like, oh yeah, we can drive. We're 17, we're going back. And I remember my dad, before I left the house, gave me his credit card for gas. Uh-huh. Um, or in case of emergencies. And he specifically said in case of emergencies. And I, we either went to a store or an outlet and I charged like over a hundred dollars on his credit card on something I didn't need. Not an emergency. And then I remember driving home being like, oh God, I have to tell my dad what I did. Um, yeah. Um, that's what I remember about Helen. It's a tourist town. To tourist town. So the majority of their business comes from out-of-town visitors. So you would think the hospitality industry up there would treat everyone top-notch. Not so. A woman books a hotel room on Hotels.com, checks into it. She's with her granddaughter, checks into the hotel, and is you know settled in for the night. Doesn't love the hotel. There's a couple problems with it. Calls the front desk. They can't fix it. Whatever. It is what it is. But I think they're just staying there a couple nights. So whatever. But then she gets an email from Hotels.com that says, how's everything going with your stay at blank? And and I don't want to say what hotel this is. I don't remember 100%. So I don't want to throw somebody else under the bus. She's like, I'm so glad you asked. She leaves an honest three-star review. There's five star. There's an option for five stars. She chooses three, chooses three, and she expresses her concern about what's wrong. Shortly after that, the front desk calls her and says, I'm sorry you're unhappy with the room. I have refunded your money for the room. Now you must leave. She's like, what? My granddaughter's in bed. They're like, yeah, we gave you your money back, so now you're trespassing. You have to leave. So That's so jacked up. She obviously is mad about this. While she's arguing with them, knock at the door. It's the Helen police. The Helen police say, yeah, he refunded your money, so you're trespassing. You have to leave. She has to walk with her granddaughter. Who does that like a quarter mile down the street she checked into a marriott like a fairfield inn or whatever that was down the street got checked in everything was fine there but that's the law in some states that if the hotel 
refunds your money, they no longer have to provide you with accommodations. And that's what this guy did. The guy who happened to be on duty, happened to be the owner of the hotel, didn't like the review. That's so mean. It's mean. But I give you this warning. If you're going to complain about a hotel that you still need to stay in, don't do it publicly until after you've left. Or don't do it publicly with your own name. True. But. Get a Finsta. Get a fakehotels.com account with somebody else's picture and name. The last thing that you want to think about, especially at this time of year when spending and expenses are high, is a $33 overdraft fee because you just didn't have a minute to get in there and check your account. Overdraft fees have really gotten out of hand. In 2019, traditional banks took $11 billion with a B billion dollars in overdraft fees from customers just like you. Well, Chime is coming to the rescue. They do things differently. They're an award-winning app and debit card that has saved its members more than 10 billion dollars in overdraft fees with something called SpotMe. SpotMe is fee-free overdraft and eligible members can get overdraft of up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no Fees. Join millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score, but you got to go to chime.com slash upside. That's chime, C H I M E dot com slash upside. Do it today. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime member overdraft fee savings based on eligible members use of Spot Me versus a $33 average overdraft fee. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate checking account survey and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. I've said it for years. You only get one face. So it's really important to take care of it. My face is what I present to people for the first time. And whether or not they're actually looking at my skin, I feel so insecure when I'm having a skincare issue and I'm interacting with other people. And I feel like it's all they're seeing, even if it's not. Feel confident in your skin. Last year, I signed up for Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne and other skin concerns. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan just for you. I went to Apostrophe's website and took their online quiz about my skin. I uploaded a few photos of my problem areas. And the next day I woke up with a message from a dermatologist with a prescription and an option to purchase. It was that easy. I'm still using my prescription and my skin looks better every week. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash upside when you use our code upside. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash upside and click begin visit. Then use our code upside at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash upside and use that code upside to get your dermatology visit and say $15. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. We live in a world of information overload between so 
social media and online access and streaming. There's a lot coming at us so much that it makes us hard to find the what's next, whether you're looking for the next magazine to read, the next book to read, the next music to learn if you're a musician. Well, there's something out there that'll make it easy for you. It's called Scribd. Scribd is instant access to the Scribd library that's filled with audiobooks and books and sheet music, magazines, all the stuff that you can access with your membership at no cost. Look, streaming has redefined the way we consume entertainment. We want stuff on demand immediately now. And that's what Scribd is. Here's what's really cool about it. When you go on the website and you start making selections of what you like, Scribd learns about you so that it can pop up recommendations for you. Scribd is offering a great deal right now for Upside listeners. Scribd.com is the website. Right now, Scribd is offering Upside listeners a free 60-day trial. Go to try.scribd.com slash upside for your free trial. That's try, T-R-Y, dot Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, dot com slash upside to get a free 60-day trial of Scribd. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Jeff Dollar, you love history, so this is for you. Playing cards were issued to British pilots during World War II, and if they were captured, they could be soaked in water and unfolded to reveal a map for escape. That's awesome. Totally true. The maps, which were also used by American service members, could be used without rustle or crackling so they wouldn't make noise, and they could also be hidden inside cloth uniforms, like inside a seam or a collar that wouldn't, um, like be able to be found if they were patted down or anything like that. Um, they could also be used to patch clothes, filter water, make a sling for an injured arm or to make a bandage. So anyway, I think that was really cool. My second random thing is in a Harvard grant study, and this is the longest running study in history. It went over 75 years, which is crazy. It's like still going on. Started in 1938. Researchers identified two things that people need in order to be happy and successful. Would you like to guess what they are? I, well, I know it's going to sound like, oh, of course you're saying that because you, you have to say that. But is one of them a sense of gratitude or a feeling of gratitude? Is that am I? No. Oh. Um, the first is love. The second is mayonnaise work ethic. Oh. Um, but what I thought was really neat is it said that the best way to develop a work ethic in kids is to have them do chores when they're young. So the earlier you start, the better. And the more you get your sleeves to like roll or get your kids to roll up their sleeves and pitch in, um, that mindset says, Hey, there's some unpleasant work. Someone's got to do it. It might as well be me. And that's what gets you ahead in your workplace in life. Even though sometimes, you know, it makes it harder for parents to like teach their kids to do chores. It really does pay off in the long run. This will be a question that, that I'm going to ask like years from now, but I think it's going to be a challenge for me because I would like to raise Ellie 
a lot of papers over Sorry. there. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I do. Okay. I would like to raise Ellie. Like I think everybody would, would raise their child with a strong work ethic, but to just do simple things as part of her existence once she's old enough, like make your bed every day, you know, or clear your plate after a meal or, you know, whatever it is, hang your coat up when you come into the house to just the, like those basic things, but also unload the dishwasher on certain nights of the week or whatever, like whatever chore I'm using finger quotes, but like chores get assigned to her. But how do you convey that that is part of just existing in a community of people in the same house and still give like an allowance for like, I don't want, I totally get what you're saying. Like I think clearing your plate and emptying the dishwasher every third night shouldn't be, Oh, you get $5 a week or $10 a week for doing that because that's just what you should do because you live in a house with other people. And if there's right, but maybe we have to like think outside the box a little bit with like how she can earn other money. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's selling tubs of popcorn. Maybe it's selling tubs of popcorn. I don't know, but I feel like we're starting things with her and I don't know how we continue this, but she's, you know, one and every, she doesn't know what she's doing, but every time after we eat a meal, she takes what she used to eat, like her placemat and her bib to the sink and puts it in the sink. Um, and I think that's just how you do it. Like you just act cause she doesn't know that she's not supposed to like that or that we don't enjoy doing it. So I think it's just a matter of perspective of like, Oh, when you eat a meal, you take your things to the sink. And then when she's old enough, Oh, you put them in the dishwasher. Like that's just what people do. How we put allowance into that. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no clue. Cause I would rather, and I'm sure there's parents right now laughing out loud at, uh, at how naive we are, but I would love it to be able to raise a child who, who makes their bed without having to be paid for it or who just understands that's part of your daily routine. Like you mm-hmm. just make your bed, you know what I'm saying? Like or you brush your teeth. Same thing. You brush yeah. your teeth, you whatever, like you don't get it. You shouldn't get an allowance for that. But anyways, we got like six or seven years before we have to have that conversation. So you think, I don't think that long. When do you get an allowance? Well, you know, I, she's not getting an allowance at five. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. And the reason, by the way, that we want to do allowances, one is because I think the work ethic thing, but also two, Jeff read this really cool thing the other day that he said to me that these parents have their kids, like they get allowance or whatever they put at the end of the month, they put part of it into savings and then they put part of it into the charity of their choice. So they get to pick where they want to donate their money, but they have to donate a certain. Um, well, well, they divide it up. They put it, they do an envelope thing, which is, which I th- think is cool. And I hope I remember this in X number of years. So let's say the kid gets an allowance of a dollar a day or whatever. So at the end of the month, the kid gets $31 bills. And then they say, okay, well, you're going to give 10% of your allowance to 
charity at the end of the year. So how many dollars is that? Like $3. Okay. And that goes into a different envelope then. And we need to save 25%. How many dollars is that? And then they count that out and then whatever's left, they can go, you know, to target and wreck the toy aisle with it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then every year at Christmas, the kid gets all excited because every month he's been putting three bucks or whatever it is in an envelope. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, he's like, I got 35 bucks to give to any charity. And when you're a kid, $35 is. Oh my gosh. You're like, that's so much money. That's Jay-Z and Beyonce income. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anywho, that was a little bit of a sidetrack, but whatever. (laughs) And my third random thing is most people dream in color. But those that grew up watching black and white television often dream in black and white. Isn't that crazy? I know this has been asked before, but I I don't know what the answer is. But what what visualizations do blind people have when they dream? Oh, I don't know. That's really interesting. Like when they... When a blind, and we might have a because, like, blind. if you're, um, if you didn't have sight, like from birth, right? Yeah. If you've never had sight, your perception of a dog is based on your other senses. You mm-hmm. know, your hearing, touch, touch. tactile, mm-hmm. um, even you know, probably scent and and everything. Like, so when you're dreaming of a dog. Do you have a visualization of what that might look like? That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. And those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I was reminded yesterday about all the peanuts holiday specials. You know, like the Christmas special, It's a Great Pumpkin, mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving one. And when I was a kid, like those weren't available on YouTube or for download, you know, or on, on streaming services. Like you knew that on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. it was the Great Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And you would count down to it. And then that was the one time a year you got to watch that. Mm-hmm. And so two things. One. I'm, I kind of am going to miss that, I think, with Ellie. Like, there was just something really neat and special about it. Like, you it, wait you know? all year, look in the TV guide, yeah, and I would, when it's going to play. I would just remember my dad or my mom saying, oh, you know what comes up this week? Or the commercials, they would run the commercials on or, like, during Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, oh, guess what? We got to watch this. We got to watch it. And then we, as a family, we would watch it. Mm-hmm. And then a commercial would, out, would come on and you would either run to the bathroom or run to the kitchen and get a snack. And then you had to get back before it came back on because there was no rewinding, pausing, none of that <laughs> nonsense. So anywho, so I kind of like, I think I'm going to kind of miss that. You know what we can do that with? The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Good point. And the dog show. <gasps> the dog show is amazing. The dog show is good. Parades. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about parades because. Yeah, don't don't say it because I will hunt you down. I, I want to be Grinchy, but. But you're going to be Grinchy. I love the parade. I cannot wait for this year's parade. And I also enjoy the dog show. And I feel like, Lily, what do you think the chances are that Terrier will win? Um. She's sleeping. This year, though, I'm excited to introduce Ellie to my favorite holiday 
show of all time. And we're going to watch this every year at Christmas. It's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Never heard of it. Oh, you don't even know that. Oh, you we are going to watch it. We might watch it this weekend. I think we're going to watch it this weekend. And you can report back on Monday on what will be your new favorite holiday classic. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. You also said that about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but I said- Don't, don't, don't. Hmm. Unless you want to be divorced. You don't because I have a good Christmas present for you, so don't say it. Don't. Hey guys, this is Amy in Indianapolis. I wanted to see if I could get Mr. Riggs to help me figure out which robot vacuum to buy. We're looking for one that does well with dog hair. We're looking for one that will stop when it sees dog poop. We are looking for the best one, obviously for the best price, but we really just want a good one. And if it has a mop on it, that would be a thousand percent more amazing. But we need it for carpet and hard floors. And every time we start looking, our eyes start to cross. And we give up because there are too many options. So if he has researched that and can tell us which one is the best, I would love that. Otherwise, have a great day. Merry Christmas. I hope your tree works out and I will listen tomorrow to see. If you've been an upsider for a while, you've heard us talk about me undies. And when you hear us talk about me undies, you always hear us talk about comfort. This year, me undies wants to help you bring comfort home for the holidays. This is your sign to surround your family and your friends with comfort. While you're at it, maybe you get a little something for yourself too. Cozying up in sweaters and blankets is great, but if your underwear isn't comfortable, it totally negates the point. The hipster style has become a go-to for me because it's what I call naked underwear. Underwear you don't even realize you're wearing because it's that comfortable. With new classic plaid and holiday sweater prints, Me Undies is turning up the comfort this holiday season. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for getting cozy by the fire with a cup of hot chocolate. Make the whole fam smile with matching PJ sets or spoil your partner with plush robes and slippers. Whatever you decide, everyone will be rolling into the new year comfier than before. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL, Me Undies has a little something for everyone on your list. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are O-V-E-R. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash upside. That's MeUndies.com slash upside. Hey, Jeff. This is Lauren. I have a thought about the Christmas photos of Santa. If Ellie starts getting upset, then maybe you guys can hold her in the picture next to Santa. So you get a picture of her and your arms and Santa. Maybe it won't be as traumatic for her if she's so scared. But hopefully she'll be fine. Have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, Tally and Jeff, it's Lisa in Pennsylvania. Um, I was just listening to the episode about um, taking Ellie to see Santa and the meltdown, and 
I don't feel as strongly about it as Jeff, but I didn't like that either. I, it bothered me to think my son was going to be freaking out, and it's supposed to be a happy time with Santa. So the first time he did that, I just simply put him on my lap and kind of sat beside Santa. Um, so I'm in the picture, but, you know, it's okay. Mommy and me, Santa Day. Um, and it really helped a lot. And, of course, they get over it as they get bigger. But just a suggestion. All right, you guys. Love you. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys. This is Stacy. When my daughter was about two, we went to a friend's house for a Santa party, and she was fine with Santa. 100% okay with him. But there was one of those little tabletop dancing Santas, you know, that played Holly Jolly Christmas, petrified her. Like, she was trying, she could not crawl into my skin any closer when anytime we had to see that thing. And so what did my husband do? But he got on eBay and he bought one and we kept it out literally all year until she was finally okay with it. And now it's one of her favorite Christmas decorations. So the, um, you know, aversion therapy is a good thing. So our exposure therapy is a good thing. So um, it totally worked for us. So I hope it works for Ellie, and I hope she has fabulous pictures with Santa and does not freak out so that Jeff feels okay with everything. Love you guys. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Gratitude shows the universe that you are thankful for what you have been given, even these bad moments in our life where we are sitting in the closet on the floor and we're thinking, why me? You will get through that. You have to remember, it's not always going to be that tough. You're just in a tough moment. And when things get a little bit more easier, you'll be able to navigate through it a little bit better.